Welcome back to the ATP Circuit Cafe. This is your host, Lewis. Pour yourself a glass of coffee and let's get into it. Sorry guys, I actually recorded this podcast already and then, or news bulletin type of information rather. And my podcast software unfortunately crashed on me, so I will be presenting to you this. Basically, I'm on the ATP website as it is now. I'm going to go run through it. I deleted my script. I I usually delete my scripts. I'm silly for that with the podcast pretty much finished, but I'm just going to run through some results from the Toronto Open because there were some highlighted matches that I, I did have a glance at, although it's quite hard to watch live tennis here in Australia at the moment because KO don't actually have the contract anymore. So people on Reddit are in disarray trying to find where to watch matches and I unfortunately deposited $5 in my sports bet account and watched them live on about a 240p resolution with no commentary. So that was fun. I've had to do that for some of the unique tournaments this year, some of the 250s in, say, Croatia, Bosnia, Herzegovina, all those kind of weird Eastern European countries that aren't getting televised. But I'm still interested in it, as I'm sure you are too, as you are a devoted listener. The ATP Circuit Cafe. Enough rambling. Let's just get straight into this. Ben Shelton defeated Bernabe Zapata Morales in two great sets of tennis. It's like the first match of the tournament that I actually sat down and watched in, in its entirety, and it was awesome. It's really, Shelton's such an entertaining player to watch, and when he's like, yeah, come on, it's, it's, it reminds me of Ash Ketchum. Unfortunately, he'd have to face Carlos Alcaraz for his first match of the tournament in the next round, getting promptly taught a lesson by the Spaniards, 6-3, 7-6. Medvedev also played in that round. He beat an Italian qualifier, Matteo Alnardi, 6-2-7-5, but Medvedev would be stopped by the Demonor, who was an eventual finalist, the young Aussie, in his first ATP 1000 Masters tournament final. That was awesome for the Demon to get up there. He hasn't been in a 1000 final. It's actually quite a nice path for him to get up there, but he... he I take that back completely, really. He had to verse Medvedev, and he, had, he played Taylor Fritz. That was a good match. He came back from 5-1, two set points down in the first set to win at 7-6. Something ridiculous in the tiebreak, like 9-7, if I recall. Fritz was not happy. And his first uh, round matchup I highlighted earlier in the preview, uh, not earlier, sorry, week two, was against Cam Norrie, and he, he took him away, beat Norrie quite easily. So yeah, really good week from the Demon, but unfortunately couldn't stand up against Yannick Sinner, who was the finalist, who beat him 6-4, 6-1. I'm getting a bit all over the place with this tournament because I think the tournament itself was all over the place. I saw a few comments on the subreddit, Tennis, saying, what is going on? Like, what is happening? This is not what's supposed to be happening. We saw a quarterfinalist in Gael Monfils. Like, that's just... That's five years ago, and he's bouncing around the court. He took it to Yannick Sinner, three sets, six four four six six three. He went down with massive crowd support, and like Demon beating Medvedev wasn't supposed to happen. Like he beat him last year, I think in Paris as well. And Medvedev, I, I really had high hopes for him this Toronto Open, but Demon just outplayed him at his own game. He really is a mini Medvedev. I saw a statistic against Yannick Sinner that he only hit two balls over 130 kilometers an hour in his forehand but Yannick hit over like 30 or 40 within rallies maybe Yannick just smashes it we saw another quarterfinal between Alejandro Davidovich Fakina and Mackenzie McDonald Mac and McDonald just sneaks up there sometimes and gets a real whiff of things you know and Davidovich Fakina played terrible tennis in the semi-final against the Demon lost 6-1 6-2 like some of the worst tennis I've seen 
Tommy Paul was a semi-finalist as well. He actually uh, defeated Carlos Alcaraz in the quarterfinal. I watched that one. That was so entertaining. 6-3, that score was. Alcaraz had beaten Hubi Hercax in the, quite a close match before that. 3-6, 7-6, Perhaps the scheduling was the reason as to why Alcaraz was a bit knackered in the pool match, but you wouldn't see such fatigue get to Alcaraz as he's like a younger bloke, you know? He, he's built like an absolute athlete. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see Andy Murray compete in the round of 16. He pulled out with an ab strain, which I'm going to assume he got in his victory over Max Purcell, who was a qualifier who actually beat Felix Auger alias Singh. 6-4, 6-4. That was really well played by Purcell. He reckons because none of the top seeds had really faced him due to him being more of a challenger player that he was able to get the victory. I'll play a clip for you from Purcell's words about his victory over Orge Aliassime on his birthday, Raf, just now. I don't know. I think it's a little bit of the unknown, you know. Like, these guys, these top guys haven't played me much, um, so they don't really know, I guess, uh, too many of my patterns yet. Uh, I'm sure Felix will figure it out at some point and smoke me. Um, but, yeah, I think that's that little bit of that unknown, and I guess I got a little bit uh, nothing to lose out here as well. But uh, in saying that, I still trust that my level's good enough to, to, to play with these big guys. Sebi Korda lost in his second round matchup against Alexander Vukic, another Aussie bloke who took it to him this tournament after Kokonakis bowed out against Lorenzo Massetti in a tight affair. I watched that one. 4-6-7-5-6-4. Poor Kok can't catch a break. He's getting some rough draws in my opinion. It just seemed like the tournament went so quick. I don't know. Game on feast beat Stefanos Sitsabath and Marcus Heron beat Holger Rune while Mac and McDonald beat Andre Rublev. Like 4-5-6 and six were out in round Round of 32, and it, it, they weren't even that close of matches. Like, Monfils dismantled Stefanos 6 4 6 3, and Maka beat Andre Rublev 6 4 6 3 as well. And, like, Hiron beating Holger Rune was just interesting. Like, I don't know, I don't, I didn't watch the Holger Rune match, but you'd really expect these guys to be taking it to these players, but it shows how competitive the ATP tour is. The final was not the most exciting or thrilling match. Although Alex Dimonor and Yannick Sinner actually played with each other in the doubles. They lost in the first round in the tiebreaker, the super tiebreaker, fortunately, but they're not doubles players. They did a freaking good job to get to the final. Yannick and Demon playing doubles together, I didn't really expect it. Yannick's actually 5-0 against that Demon now. He's got a very countering style to to Demon's play style. It just hits right through him and their first matchup in the next gen ATP finals kind of signified what the trajectory of their future matches in my opinion. They had beautiful exchange of words at the end, even referencing the doubles. I'm just gonna play a couple clips of each of them talking about their week. You you deserve it. You the way you carry yourself on the court and off the court, I've got tremendous respect for you. So it was a great battle. We started as doubles partners. Uh, it didn't go so well in the doubles, but uh, we both made it to the final. So uh, congratulations to you and the team. Well, Alex, um, congrats um, for an incredible week. You had uh, two incredible weeks making final twice, and um, you are uh, such a nice, nice guy, um, doubles. Uh, forget about doubles this week. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, we still have to win one match, but it doesn't really matter. Um, uh, it's um, it's nice to to share the court with you. Um, you know, you're working very, very hard. Um, sometimes we practice together in Monaco, so it's uh, we know each other very, very well. And congrats also to your team. You're doing a great job, and I wish you all the best. And uh, 
and I hope you uh, you can jump into the top 10 very very soon. And then off we go to Cincinnati. So another 1000 is the Western and Southern Open, which is a back-to-back in America as well. It doesn't get as much as the Sunshine Double, as much love or attention as the Sunshine Double of Indian Wells and Miami, which is rather iconic. This is a very notable time period leading up into the US Open. And we see Djokovic actually coming back in as the second seed, with Alcaraz, of course, being the first seed in the Cincinnati Open. So Djokovic is a notable inclusion for Cincinnati. And we see top seed number one, Alcaraz, two Djokovic, three Medvedev, four Sitsipas, five Rude, six Runa, seven Rublev, eight Sinner, nine Fritz, and ten TFO, rounding out the top ten there. Karen Kachanov's coming back. Felix Auger Aliasim's number 12 as well. Became Nori number 13. Hopefully, he gets a better hard court season running into the US Open with Tommy Paul as seed 14. Borna Korich and Alexander Zverev, 15 and 16, respectively. Zverev won Hamburg. Hopefully, he can get back into it with the Western and Southern Open. Djokovic shares the bracket with Yannick Sinner, Daniel Medvedev, and Holger Roon, whereas Olja Aliasim sneaks in there as well, gets a little whip, and Adrian Manorino, I can't forget about him. Zverev also features with a matchup against Grigor Dimitrov, winner versing Yoshihito Nishioka in the round of 32. Kim Nori will have to face Gael Monfils, and Taylor Fritz is going to have to take on big hitter Jiri Lehechka in the round of 64. First eight seeds get through straight into the round of 32 this time. Sebi Korda has to take on 15th seed in the round of 64, and Kokonakis and Herkax have a good match coming up, round of 64 too. Herkax isn't seeded. Herkax has fallen off a bit. TFO and Talon Gregspoor will have to go up. That will prove an entertaining match. Both players are quite young, quite bullish, quite intimidating. Jordan Thompson's an Aussie qualifier. He's got to take on wildcard John Isner. Should be a good match of two veterans of the tour. Alcaraz shares the bracket with Kasparud, Stefanos Tsitsipas, and of course Andre Rublev. I'd say that bracket is a bit lighter, a bit easier. Could see Karen Kachinov come into the draw quite Listering, he had a good run at the US Open last year, making the semifinals, defeating Nick Kyrgios in five sets in the quarters. One of my favorite players, Emil Roussevori, features. He actually is going to take on Andre Rublev. That's if he gets over the line against Frenchman Corotin Moutet, the qualifier. Butchering that pronunciation for sure. But yeah, Auger Aliassim has to face Matteo Berrettini. Matteo, again, unseeded going into this tournament. Rough one for Auger Aliassim. Hopefully he gets over the line, though. And the finalist from last week, Toronto, Demonor, he'll take on JJ Wolf with the unique serve. I reckon Djokovic will win this tournament. Hopefully uh, get a semi-final within Yannick Sinner and him. Actually, wait, that'll be a quarter, potentially. Look at that bracket. Very fun. Medvedev and Rune provides another quarter final, potentially, and Stefanos and Rublev on the other bracket, as well as Kasper Rud and Alcaraz on the other side. So an Alcaraz-Djokovic final could be in the books again. We would not mind that here at the ATP Circuit Cafe, as I'm sure you wouldn't either. I have looked at the forecast in Cincinnati. It's supposed to rain, so hopefully there isn't too much of a delay like we saw in Toronto. Rain delays are the worst. I'm playing winter tennis at the moment, and they sent us out to play tennis when it was clearly raining all night in the morning of, and like we just cancelled within five minutes of being there. It's just like, is Tennis SA based in Sydney or something? Because it was just ridiculous. That's all this week for ATP Circuit Cafe. Seriously, like, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't bring it all to you this week with such thrill as I have in previous weeks, but I lost my recording, and if any of you have done any process such as this, and known the vigorous extensities, and then, and known the chaos revolved around the process of, of processing audio itself, oh, I'm, I'm 
yeah, I'm tired and I love you. Have a great day. Have a great week and I'll see you next week. We'll talk about the end of Cincinnati. I really want Djokovic and Alcaraz. I want a blockbuster and I reckon we'll get it. See ya.